Cubs win the series, but they don't get the sweep against the Detroit Tigers. So somewhat similar to last week where in that case, they won the first three and then lost the last one. This one, they win the first two and lose the last one. So within this series, they went from under 500 to over 500, and now they are at 500. So they are now 70 and 70 on the season with 22 games to go. So that's where they sit. You know, I, I think that while it would have been a complete pipe dream if they had come out of this last game with a win, you can start to get a little bit interested. It, under no circumstance do I think that they would make it, honestly. But you could have gotten a little bit intrigued maybe by this weekend Brewers series. Uh, but I think with this loss to the Tigers here, it, again, it's just... It's a complete uphill battle, and it's not really worth even discussing. So I'm almost glad that, like, it, it worked the way it did because, you know, because there's, there, look, there's, there is a lot of delusional people out there. And, and look, I I don't completely blame them. Like it, a lot of it is just you want it to work out. You, you want something to kind of hold on to. But the reality is that this team simply is not good enough. And, you know, Carlos Rodon tonight was horrible. And I know that he was kind of, you know, turning the corner slightly, but was just terrible again and got booed off the mound badly, really, really badly. So you want to talk about people that are kind of like, you know, the new boo guys, right? You, you think about over the last few years, Gallo, Hicks, Donaldson, Carlos Rodon, I think. Giancarlo Stanton's a guy, and we'll talk about Stanton in this series for positive reasons. Stan's always kind of a guy that will be booed. Um, but Rodon, it is, you know, and look, to his credit, even though he did have that situation against the Angels where he blew the kiss to the fans, that notwithstanding, he is accountable. Uh, like, he he is hard on himself, so I'll give him that. Um, you know, his post-game pressers, it's hard to get mad at him in those. But look, just it has been a disaster of a first season for Rodon. And, and it really has to have you concerned going into year two. Uh, again, this is, you know, because maybe there was a hope that, all right, maybe he can kind of right the ship. With this bad outing, it's a bad Tiger offense, a really bad one. Uh, that is very, very discouraging. So, but they do win the series. So now they have won three straight series. They, at a point, going into that last game, had won, what, eight of the last nine? They had won eight of nine. And they had won five in a row, dating back to the beginning of the Astros series. So there's a lot of good stuff there. And Jason Dominguez, in game two, homered and had a three-hit game. He had his first hit as a right-handed hitter. You have Giancarlo Stanton hitting his 400th home run of, the, of his career uh, in game one. Garrett Cole strengthening his Cy Young case. Uh, in game one with another solid outing, improving to 13 and 4. So a lot of stuff to discuss. As far as uh, any bit of housekeeping, I discussed it in a short that I put out that Anthony Rizzo uh, is confirmed out for the season. And, um, you know, I think that that's the prudent move because, you know, why rush him back? Funny enough, he got ejected in the uh, third game uh, tonight. He got ejected. Uh, Dominguez kind of got fucked over in that bat. Rizzo, you know, said what he had to say to the home plate up, but he, and he got thrown out of the game. So, um, but yeah, he, he, you know, we'll see next year will be very interesting because before he got hurt, he was very, very good. Just about as good as I've seen him, honestly, as a Yankee. And then after the concussion, 
it was just unrecognizable. He was really, really, really bad. So, look, I think that we can safely pencil him in, assuming he comes out of it all right health-wise, but it will be something to see, right? Like, will he just snap back into the Anthony Rizzo that we've known, or will there be struggles? But that's a conversation for another day. Uh, Keenan Middleton goes on the IL, and for Middleton, you know, he was pitching really well. Um, you know, a trade a trade deadline acquisition from the Chicago White Sox. He was performing like really well. Uh, you know, kind of under the radar, and you know, not in the most high leverage situations. Really middle middle relief. So uh, I believe it, uh, it was uh, termed as right shoulder inflammation, and so they called up. Was it Weissert for this one? Was I know Ian Hamilton? I'm trying to think about it. no, no, it was Matt Crook. For this one, it was Matt Crook. I, I think when Hamilton went out, it was Weissert. We'll talk about Weissert, actually, in this series. Um, but, yeah, Crook, who has really put up very good numbers in uh, AAA, and I think is someone that the Yankees kind of see something in. So uh, he did appear in uh, you know a blowout situation uh, tonight, and I, I pitched pretty well. Uh, you know, my, my focus was kind of shifting at the end of this game, you know, with uh, the first night of, of football, you know, with this becoming a blowout. But Crook, you know, from what I could tell, looked pretty good. But anyway, let's uh, let's jump right into it. So, you know, Yankees coming off of the sweep against the Astros, and the vibes are certainly changing and feeling good. And, and game one, um, the Yankees played a pretty solid game. And, uh, you know, getting it started right away was DJ LeMahieu. And the power stroke is certainly back. Um, back and almost better than, than ever. I mean, although, again, DJ... You know, in his first year as a Yankee, was, everything was kind of included. Power was there, but 15 homers for LeMahieu. Uh, and it's just a, a nice stretch. Like, I think within the last, like, maybe 15 to 20 games, I think he has about seven or eight homers, something to that effect. So, you know, again, like, that is very important for the future of this team is DJ LeMahieu, you know, being a very productive offensive player. So... You know, in this game, what you're seeing now is uh, Giancarlo Stanton has been moved to the five spot and Glaber four. So what's happening here is it's LeMahieu, Judge, Dominguez in the three spot, then Torres and Stanton, and then typically Volpe at six. Then after that, it could be any, you know, you see Peraza batting ninth, but not all the time. Uh, the catcher situation in this series, you had Rortbed catch call, which is still going to happen. I think that they will try to get Wells to catch call, but I think that's the right thing to do. But for now, it's Rortbed. Then Wells played game two, and then Higgy versus the lefty in game three. So that's kind of going to be the formula, I think, where it's going to be mostly Wells, but versus lefties, you'll probably see Higgy. And then when it's cold, you'll probably see Rortved. So for Austin Wells, I, I want him to get playing time. I just don't know if it's always going to be there. Um, you know, someone who has gotten just the short end of the stick um, is Isaiah kind of falafa I thought maybe somehow there'd be a chance that they'd slip him into the lineup because he had really good numbers off of Eduardo Rodriguez, the lefty. Didn't happen. So clearly there was a discussion there. Like, look, we're going with the kids, and that is the right thing to do. But I, you know, I thought it's a, di it's I guess it's different. But you know, Higgy got an opportunity. I thought, all right, maybe Connor Falefa will as well. But uh, that that isn't something that we're going to get hung up on here. Anyway, yeah, Lemayhu starts it out with a homer off of, um. Alex Fado, or Fido. So they kind of went with, I, I guess he wasn't the opener. He kind of was the bulk starter, but like he, you know, he didn't go deep. He only threw 40 pitches. So it was just, it was a bullpen game 
for the Tigers. Again, this was the same matchup as Game 3 of that four-game set against Detroit, where the Yankees won that game, and they won this one, too. So LeMahieu hits his 15th homer of the season, opposite field shot, gives the Yanks a one nothing lead. The score would stay one nothing for a while. And it would change in the sixth. In the sixth inning, Kerry Carpenter gets leadoff triple. Judge and Stan, but this is no one Stan. Judge is having a little bit of trouble, what I'm noticing in terms of, you know, balls in the corner. Uh, extra base hits in the corner. He's having a little bit of trouble getting over there. And I think teams kind of know that. And so Carpenter busts it for a triple. And then Miguel Cabrera in his last series against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. And, you know, Cabrera has had a great career, um, you know, with the Marlins early on, um, you know, contributing for sure to that 2003 World Series. Then with a lot of good years, a lot of great years with the Tigers, including a triple. He won the triple crown. I want to say it was 2012 or so, right around there. And, um... Yeah, so Miggy gets an RBI single, makes it 1-1. But Garrett Cole is able to get out of the inning. For Cole, he wasn't amazing, but yet you end up with a nice line. Six innings, you got uh, one only one run, run allowed, no walks, and seven strikeouts. So his ERA drops to 2.9. With Cole this year, it's just been pure consistency. Uh, and so, and, and the good thing here is that Garrett Cole actually gets the win. So he was done after six. But what happens is Aaron Judge with leadoff walk, then, um, eventually, there's a new pitcher. Cisnero, the righty, comes in for the lefty Joey Wentz. And the situation is a runner on first two out. Giancarlo Stanton hits his 400th career home run. And he is, I think, what was it, maybe the fifth fastest to 400? What could have been, right? If not for injuries, what could have been? Giancarlo Stanton, he could be at 500 right now or close to it. Um, it's just, it, it like... And the rest of his career will be interesting because this is someone that has the chance to make the Hall of Fame, but it's very much in question. It's one of those things we certainly can't determine now. Um, you know, and look, as you get older, health doesn't tend to get better. But again, like, you know, Yankee fans gave him a nice ovation. It was 451-foot bomb, a classic stand home run, just a line drive that just carried. Uh, and the Yankees take a three-run lead, and that was, you know, the game-winning that was the big play of the game. And then the Yankees' bullpen does the job. Uh, a combination of Canely, Loisega, and Holmes. Canely comes on, pitches a 1-2-3, and he seems to be rounding into form a- after some struggles. Then in the eighth, Jonathan Loisega, who is just a ground ball machine, gets a couple of ground balls, gets a strikeout. Again, Loisega has been probably one of the best relievers in baseball since he's returned. And then Brendan White, the local product, who the Yankees did well against in Detroit, do well against him here, too where you get a two-run double by Glaber Torres to knock in Judge and Dominguez after Dominguez had actually doubled. So Glaber Torres continuing his, you know, really nice offensive season and especially the second half of the season. So that makes it 5-1. Clay Holmes does come on, and, you know, they're using Clay Holmes quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, you wish in a foreign game that maybe they would avoid him, but they use him. Uh, and he, uh, you know, he gets the job done, and the Yankees win at 5-1. So a lot of good stuff here with the Cole win and the Stanton 400th homer and, you know, LeMayu continuing to show power. A lot of good stuff here. And so at this point, the Yankees are now 500 on the season, which is way quicker than I would have ever imagined. And then they take it a step further. They go a game above 500 in Game 2. Game 2 was a pitching matchup between Matt Manning, who unfortunately... With Lee, with uh, you know, he's out for the season now. Giancarlo Stanton hit a line drive in the first inning off of his foot. He fractured his foot. Um, you, you don't want to get hit by a line drive by Stanton. So that's 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 unfortunate. Uh, and then for the Yanks, on the mound was Clark Schmidt, 
and Clark Schmidt, I'm trying to think. Right, Schmidt's last outing was against the Tigers and was not that great. It was not that great. This was a lot better. This was kind of more of the Clark that we've seen. You know, ran out of a little bit of gas towards the end, but pretty good. And, you know, Dominguez was really the star. Of the, offensively, Dominguez was the star because he hits a home run. He's three for four. Uh, but also, don't forget about Oswald Peraza, who had a three-hit game. After, I believe he had, didn't he have a three-hit game in the Astros series? I think he did. Was it game two? Well, either way, Peraza, like, the, look, the season numbers are still pretty fucking ugly. But, like, this is someone that I think you can work with. I think that there's definitely potential with Oswald Peraza to be a, a solid MLB player, but they got to be patient. So, like I said, Schmidt versus Manning, but Manning would only go one inning. So the Tigers take the early lead. You get an RBI single by Kerry Carpenter with two outs to knock in Zach McKinstry. Uh, like I said, Stanton lines out to Manning, and he's uh, done for the game, done for the season. The Yanks in the second tied up off of Bo Brisky. Um... It would be a two-out RBI single by DJ LeMayhew to knock in Oswald Peraza. So a little two-out rally for the Yanks. Keep in mind that this was uh, Austin Wells' first game, first start at Yankee Stadium. Unfortunately, he didn't really do much on the offensive side. But the Yankees tied up 1-1 there. Then in the third, you get a situation where Jason Dominguez homers, short porch. Uh, again, this swing seems like it's made for Yankee Stadium. He is off to an awesome, awesome start. It's exactly what you'd want to see. It's his third home run, and he's uh, only the second Yankee, the other one being Shelly Duncan, his former very brief AAA uh, manager with Scranton. Shelly Duncan in 2007 had three home runs in his first five games. That's what Dominguez did. Then you get a couple of walks, Glaber and Stanton, but then a couple of outs, but Oswald Peraza with a two-out RBI double gives the Yankees a 3-1 lead. Um, Cisnero then comes in in the fourth. He gets into some trouble. As with one out, Judge doubles, then Dominguez singles. So it's a first and third one out spot. And Glaber Torres with an RBI single to make it 4-1 Yankees. The Yankees wouldn't score again, and it would be just enough to hold up. It would be. Clark Schmidt gets into some trouble in the seventh. And eventually, with one out, gives up an RBI single to Andy Abanez. And uh, Matt Veerling goes to third. So Wandy Peralta comes into a first and third one out spot. He, a mixed bag for Wandy for sure. He gives up a sack fly to Parker Meadows, which makes it 4-3. But then he strikes out Carson Kelly. And then the eighth, he was unable to finish the inning. Just a couple of walk. I mean, it just, Wandy threw a lot of pitches. Wandy threw 35. And so who comes into a bases on a two-out spot in a one-run game in the eighth? Greg Weissert, who is not someone that, you know, in his time as a Yankee, whether that be late last year or like sometimes this year, he's not a guy I really trust. But give him credit, he comes in there, was aggressive, and he gets um, Matt Veerling to strike out. So Weissert, and Clay Holmes was available. Clay Holmes pitches the ninth, but they bring Weissert in, and he gets the job done. So that's a big spot there, and he gets the job done. Uh, we go to the ninth, Clay Holmes comes on, and he has pitched a lot lately, but he pitches again, and he gets a 1-2-3 inning. So the Yankees hold on for the 4-3 win. They secure the series win, move above 500, and all of a sudden, you know, people are starting to talk like, hey, like, at this point, the Yankees were six back on the loss side of the of the third and final wild card spot. So, look, while it was a complete long shot, you go into game three thinking, all right, we sweep this. Maybe this Brewers series becomes a little bit more interesting than we could have thought. But Carlos Rodon said, no, 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 no. I need to bring you guys back to reality. And, and Carlos Rodon is now 2-5 and five with a 6.60 ERA this season. Complete disaster. 
And they're going to stick with him, of course. This is a six-year contract, but man, I just feel like I've seen this before with with Cashman, you know, big-time starting pitching acquisitions. And again, I'll admit it. I wanted him. I did. The numbers were outrageously good. Amazingly good. And he's someone that... There's not a whole lot of mileage on Carlos Rodon. There really isn't. This is not, you know, he is in the prime of his career. I'd even say leaning on the youngish side. Like, this is someone that, like, if it worked out, this could be like a, you know, you got Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon. But I think we need to completely reevaluate going to next year. I'm not saying, I don't want to label anything yet. That's just not, there's just no need for that. But wow, like, I am very concerned about him. Um, you know, look, clean slate. I'm sure, like, there'll be a lot of positive propaganda, you know, as far as Rodon's concerned and, you know, the Yankee hype, you know, they're going to try to sort of make it seem like everything's going to be fine. I, I need to see that to believe it. I, 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 you know, because again, like I'm at the point now where it doesn't matter what he does the rest of the season. It, it, I am, it doesn't, but I, I was going to say, you know, like I said earlier, maybe if like the last month and change ends up being decent, like, no, no, I, I don't even, he, he could pitch well the rest of the year. I don't even care. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a concern for me. Big time. And Rodon got blasted tonight. Absolutely cooked. So, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound for the Tigers. And he pitched fine. He pitched well. Nothing crazy. He was staked to a really big lead, so that helped him. I think the Yankees probably could have gotten to Rodriguez under different... You know, look, the Yankees tried to chip away, and, and then, you know, things just got out of hand, and that was it. But, I mean, look, the Yankees' offense was held down to an extent. But we'll talk about this one. So, first inning, you get a uh, a double for Matt Veerling, and then a uh, two-run homer for Spencer, Tor- Spencer Torkelson, his 26th homer of the season. He would not be done on the night. And right away, 2-0 against Rodon. But, second inning rolls around, and the Yankees are getting going. Glaber Torres, who owns Rodriguez, um, I think I was in attendance, I think, uh, what year was it? It might have been 2019. It was either 18 or 19. I think it was 19. He hit a grand slam off of Eduardo Rodriguez. I think I was at that game. Uh, either way, uh, Glaber hits his 25th home run of the season. That 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 cuts it to 2-1. Then he had a couple of walks, Stanton and Volpe. However, although I shouldn't say however right away, Higgy hits a ground out, but it's a somewhat successful out. He gets the runner over to third, so it's first and third, one out, and then Everson Pereira hits a 6-4-3 double play. And I was ready to come in here and be like, look, I'm not so impressed by what I see from Pereira, but to be fair, he would get a two-run double later in the game, so... I'll kind of temper that, but I, I, I'll i just say, I want to continue to give Pereira reps, right? That's what we should be doing. But I, I'm just, you know, what I've seen so far, I'm just giving my honest assessment. Like, whereas, like, with Peraza, like, I can see something there. Um, and a Pereira, I, I, I'm just not quite seeing it. And I don't know um, what his future is as a major leaguer. But again, like, let's see what he does for the you know last 20 or so games. So the score remains 2-1, and then Rodon shits the bet again. RBI double, Veerling, uh, and a uh, eventual sack fly by Andy Ibanez makes it 4-1. Then in the fourth is when the Boo, bar, the Boo Birds come out for Carlos Rodon. RBI double, Tyler Nevin, and then with two out, an RBI single for Matt Veerling. Rodon had been booed. Rodon was starting to get really booed after the Nevin double. And then after the Veerling single, it was insane. But you know what, as a Yankee fan, like who, and I would boo him if I were there, I love that. I mean, they, 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 there's that passion, and 
he deserved to get his ass booed the fuck off the mound. I mean, it. He is one of look. He's one of the big, big reasons for the disappointment this year. I, I can. I mean, there's there's many to go around, but Rodon is up towards at the top of that list as, as being a major reason why this season has gone where it has. If he if he was the pitcher that they thought he would be, this is not seventy and seventy. This is better than that. And again, there's many other issues, but he is definitely one of them. So then Randy Vasquez comes in, and it, unfortunately, it doesn't get better um, as he allows a two-run homer to Spencer Torkelson, makes it 8-1. So it makes the line for Rodon just that much, a little bit worse. Seven runs against Rodon. Uh, in the fourth, the Yankees do chip away a little bit as you get a two-out, two-run double by Everson Pereira, uh, which, which cuts it to 8-3. That was it for the Yankees scoring on the night. Um... You know, Vasquez pitches a few more innings, then, uh, you know, and was fine after he gave up that homer. Albert Abreu comes on. Abreu is, is awful. It's crazy that he's still on this team, but whatever. Uh, pitches a scroll of seventh, but then in the eighth, he allows a short homer to Andy Abanez, which makes it 10-3. Then in the ninth, Matt Crook does come on and pitches a 1-2-3 inning, and he did strike out Miguel Cabrera in what was his last at-bat at Yankee Stadium. Um, so Crook looked good, and maybe they'll give him a look. Uh, but yeah, Yankees lose 10-3, blowout fashion loss, and so they win the series. They did go above 500, but now they're back at 500, 70 and 70. Um, you know, and now the, the Milwaukee Brewers come into town. And this is a big series for Milwaukee as it sits right now. And they did get some help where the Cubs lost tonight, but Milwaukee is two games up on the Cubs for the NL Central. So a lot on the line for them. Will Josh Donaldson be called up? Uh, to this point, there's been no indication that that's the case. So maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, you know, but for the Yanks, the pitching matchups versus the Brewers are as follows. Uh, game one, Colin Ray uh, against Luis Severino. So not really sure what to expect there. Ray is, uh, you know, towards the bottom of their rotation. Um, and Severino... You know, we'll see. Uh, didn't pitch well versus the Astros last time. Has pitched well in certain spots. Maybe this is one that it is, you know, home against the Brewers who offensively aren't totally imposing, but we'll see. They have a, you know, 77-62 record is pretty solid. Uh, game two, which will be a old-timers uh, day where they'll be really uh, honoring the 19, 25th anniversary of the 1998 team. After that, after those ceremonies conclude, uh, game two will be Wade Miley, the lefty, against Michael King. And then game three is really the, uh, that that's the fun, that, that's a really good pitchers matchup. And, uh, you know, one to be excited about. It's Corbin Burns versus Garrett Cole. Now, Corbin Burns this year, uh, you know, he's seen better years, right? I mean, he hasn't been, like, amazing. But still, this is a guy that is capable of putting up a really, really great performance. performance. And, you know, going against Cole, I'm sure that'll be a fun one at the stadium. Uh, and then the Yankees will then travel to Boston for a four-game set, but we'll we'll wait on that one as there's a I'm sure there'll be a lot to discuss there. But um, you know, Yankees, uh, some good, some bad, and that's kind of what happens when you're a 500 team, and that's exactly where they sit at 70 and 70, halfway through this homestand. Tigers are out, Brewers are in.